Reformation Sunday. Grace through faith alone. Look at that. I didn't even plan that. That's perfect. Thank you, guys. Reformation. Reformation is a very important time for us, a very important time in our church history because at the time of the Reformation, the church of the time, there was just one. They went a little bit off the rails, didn't they? It's okay. Made of humans and God knew what he was doing. He was going to send someone to help change some things. Now, one of those men was Martin Luther. But let's be honest, who really changed people's hearts? God, the Holy Spirit. That's who really changes people's hearts. That's where faith comes from, isn't it? It's where the Holy Spirit gives us faith. And so the Holy Spirit came to a man called Luther and he fought really hard, protected by people, supported by people, whose names that we often no longer remember, to get that message to the world. We maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. It's pretty simple, isn't it? not hard. And yet in the church, we seem to squabble a lot, don't we? Maybe not in this church, but in the wider church, don't we squabble? We argue about all sorts of things. We even start to argue which denomination is better than another. Which one has the truth? Which one doesn't? And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And then we even build up anger towards one another. We start going, these are the real Christians over here. But Reformation wasn't about that. Reformation was about that message, that you're saved by grace through faith alone. No matter who you are, doesn't matter what denomination you are, what type of Christian you are, if you have faith in God, in Jesus as your Saviour, in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, if you have faith in those things, then you are justified, you are saved. It doesn't matter what you do, your works. It doesn't change that. How does this affect people who interpret the Bible differently? How does this affect people who, go, who read the Bible in a different way? Who go, I've got to do this in my life. Does it change how they're saved? No. I saw a few shaking heads. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change how they're saved. It doesn't change their walk with God. As it says earlier, that very one, famous one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one's better than anyone else. No one's more saved or less saved. No one is a better Christian or a worse Christian. I say that a lot, don't I, Nolene? Yeah. 
We're all saved. We're all the same. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Look, God loves you, Nolene. Someone has to, at least. We, we're all saved in the same way, in the same manner. It's our faith that saves us. Not our differences, not what we do, not what we don't do. Not how we understand, not the mistakes we make. And if we're saved by faith, the only thing that can make us unsaved is not having faith. Not the way we do things, not the music we listen to. Not our job that we do. These things can't stop us being saved. The only thing is that can stop us being saved is losing faith. Or denying the faith that God has given us more accurately. It tells us that God presented Jesus as a sacrifice. He sacrificed his own son for this one truth so that we can all be saved and why so we don't have to spend our lives working for atonement so we don't have to spend our lives working to try and justify ourselves which we cannot do what can we instead do with our lives if we're saved by faith without works without what we do what can we spend our life doing? Sorry? Spreading the message. Absolutely. If we don't have to worry about our own atonement, we can tell other people about Jesus. What else can we do? We can serve people. Because we don't have to worry about our own lives and what we need and what we're doing. We're right. We're saved. We can go and serve. Spread the message, serve. What else? Love. love. What a great one. We can love people. We can love each other. We don't have to focus inward towards ourselves. We can focus outwards towards others. You know what the other thing is? We don't have to focus on Christians. We know they're saved. We can focus on those who don't yet know Jesus, can't we? Or those people who have faith but are struggling in it. Because if someone has faith, or if we have faith, heaven bound we are. It's an assurance, it's a promise, it's a definite. And that's what we can do. So we celebrate Reformation, yeah. We remember Luther and all those reformers who worked so hard to give us what we now have as the Lutheran Church. But more than anything, we remember that this one message was more important than anything. Luther spent a good chunk of his life translating a Bible into a language that everyone can read so that everyone could find that message so that everyone 
could, be, could know that through their faith in God, they were saved. They didn't need indulgences anymore. They didn't need to pray to saints. They didn't need to do anything like that. That they were free to live their lives, free to worship God without fear of Him, without worrying about Him. Because He saved them through their faith alone. And so today, we also tend to think of the Reformation as something that happened 500 years ago. But maybe it's something that we need to be doing all the time. That we need to be keep reforming, keep changing, not the message, but making sure that we can deliver that message. That we keep translating this message into a language that people can understand, just like Luther did. So that everyone has the chance to come to faith. So that everyone has the chance to know a God that loves them so much that he sent Jesus to die for them. And so let Reformation not be something we remember, but be something we do. Let us not have squabbles between us as Christians. Wouldn't that be lovely? Go to a synod and not have any arguments. I mean, good luck, but it's worth a try, isn't it? To be able to sit down with any other Christian, not worry about their works, but just see their faith as what saves them. And maybe one day to sit down with someone who isn't Christian or who is new to faith and be able to tell them this message over and over and over. You have a God that loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die so that you might live. And there is grace, there is forgiveness for everything you do in life. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to atone for it. You are given it freely. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But sometimes we struggle with that, don't we? We have this one message. We go, oh yes, I want to give this message to people. But then life gets busy. Or we get caught up in something. We read something and the person across from us disagrees with us. And we start to argue. Maybe we even get angry. What does God do when that happens? Raises his voice. voice. Maybe. I, I haven't had that yet, but it's a possibility. What does God do? Starts with F. Forgives. He forgives us. He goes, all right, you've screwed the pooch again, but I'll forgive that. Try again. He gives us infinite chances to try again. He forgives us for when we argue, when we get angry, when we bicker, when we start making being Christian about what we do or what we look like. 
God forgives us because he loves us. And that saving grace can never be taken away. And so the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keeps your hearts and minds focused on that grace, on the fact that it saves you, on the fact that faith saves you. And don't get caught up in everything else. Keep that message simple and pure. And think about how the church may need to reform now so that it may change and grow and be more godly. Amen.